Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good whatever time it is for you, eight and a half listeners. Look, I'll be honest here. It's hard to top last week's episode. Name something better than a brick that can glisten in the spotlight. It's so rare that you have. You just have to stop and look and appreciate it. Take it all in. But that's just it. It's rare. You don't get to see it all the time. So you should have appreciated last week's episode. Oh, and if you can't get it, I'm really like plugging our episode last week. So go give it a listen. Episode 18. Brick. Gaudy. Okay. But now we're on episode 19. We're back. Another day. Another Gaudy podcast. It's crazy. We're 19 now. I mean, like, does that mean like we can legally drink on the podcast? No. I don't know. <laughs> it's a classic brick joke for you. Unfortunately, no soft-spoken Leafs fan or 50 and 07 Melnick loving fans on this podcast today, but we got the OG3 on the podcast. It's back how it all started. Today, the guy who won't answer FaceTime, but texts me immediately <laughs> after saying, what's up? He made tomato sauce with his grandma recently, and he loves the mid-2000s Buffalo Sabres because he loves a Danny Briere sweeping on the ice celly. Give yourself a bleep call, Paul, because holy that is a great intro for you. It took me a while to come up with that. Now, I know what you're thinking. Two intros in a row. Is Aaron hosting? No, no, no. Aaron's not hosting. He did so well hosting that he now gets to do the intros. Well, my catchphrase. That ain't it, Chief. He's back. Steve called him a traitor, but it's his podcast. So he said, get out, Steve. The man that will challenge every opinion just because he can. They call him a scout because he loves Shea Theodore. Back when he was an expansion draft pick. Before he was a potential 2024 Norris Trophy candidate. His podcast, Mac. Boys, how are we doing today? Paul, you, you really are bad at answering FaceTimes. And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. I don't you like suck. FaceTime. You're terrible. He I don't answer phone calls worst. either. He is the absolute worst. Unless you give him like a formal meeting. Like yeah, you need to arrange before. it with me. Yeah, no. It's like got to be approved by the Senate and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I try and call him, he's like, I'm either in the bathroom, I just showered, but I'm drying now, or I'm shaving. Well, I'm going to take a nap. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take a nap. Can that's, I call you in an classic. hour? Five hours later. Yeah, my nap went horribly. It was, it was only 30 minutes. So, well, well, what happened to the other four and a half? Because <laughs> you just literally explained my whole schedule since. No, no, no. We have, a, we have a workout in there or something. Oh, I'm about to go on a run. Or you get the casual, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't I'm answer. I'm drunk. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate you guys. Yeah, that's Paul's life. And he says it's quarantine, but it's definitely not. Okay, so it's definitely we brought Aaron back on to do intros because they were so good. And I felt so good and positive after his. And then Matt comes in immediately after and just tears it all down. I'm toxic, <laughs> what can I say? Actually, Jeez. in the spirit of being not toxic, a shout out that no one knew was coming. I want to give a big, massive congratulations to our new intro writer, Aaron landing a job in his field yesterday congratulations Please. give the round of applause paul and post edit really congratulations buddy appreciate that man i'm looking forward to it it'll be a it'll be an interesting one i'll give you that you're yeah, gonna be working with uh some cool hockey brands and uh, i get to be at the, the forefront of sherwood's new rebranding and that'll be yeah, really fun it. yeah no but they they got some really cool stuff coming man like really cool stuff obviously insider trading you heard it here first from the actual source, he's already a leak. Yeah, I can't, I can't, can't tell you much more, but just stay tuned. 
All right. Well, actually, congratulations, buddy. That's, a, that's very exciting. I, I thought you were gonna that. gonna say thank you to our fans. No, screw you guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the nice guy either. then. We don't have a Aaron, paywall. I know, but Aaron just said in the intro, it was eight and a half listeners. I always say it's the ten that went up from the previous five. But then, Mac, you said we got like thirty listens on uh, the episode with you and Steve. Ago. Two podcasts ago. That's well, I was also, I was also yeah. being generous by like eight and a half, thinking like, okay, like we probably have like three true listeners that aren't Max parents, Max parents, and or Mac. How many? Yeah, I was gonna say, how many parents do you think I have? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like the immediate inner circle, like that that usually listen. We don't have those. I'm just saying, like the eight and a half. I gave it like a generous five that probably do listen, and then like the other like seven or eight people that just kind of put it on the background for noise. And a baby. That's fine with obviously. us. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think the math works. All right. Well, today is September twelfth. Uh, we're mid playoffs. Stuff's going on. Something I first have to bring up that I think I said I've been bringing up for a little, or that I'm going to bring up for a little while is remember when we did the betting on the playing series, and I said once the playing series was done, we could reallocate our new money to betting on the other series. Well, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> Two I series don't later. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the results are in. And uh, we have one clear loser and one clear winner. That is terrifying because I have no idea which is which. In dead last, betting on the Toronto Maple Leafs, the New York Rangers, the Calgary Flames, and the Montreal Canadiens, Steve oh. <laughs> bet his $100 and made back a tidy 69 bucks. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Fourth place, betting on the Rangers and the Hurricanes because he's stupid. Calgary and Montreal. Your host, Mac, finished with 88 and a half. I don't know why I bet on both, but I put 45 on the Rangers. So that Because you banked on us just losing everything else. Right. And you know what? That was your logic. I stand by that strategy. It's not the worst strategy. But unfortunately, actually, all of the rest or all of the remaining contestants, Aaron, Paul, and Keith, all hit on three of the series. Steve and I hit on two. Yay! You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to do this reverse. In first, by an absolute landslide, Keith. $132.5. Of course. of course, it's Keith. And he's, he did it while losing 40 bucks on the Penguins. He, oh, won yeah. 46, <laughs> he won 46 bucks on Columbus, 75 on Carolina, and 11 on Chicago. Oh, uh, that 75 God. on Carolina tied with me for the <laughs> highest uh, payout because I was also 75 on Carolina. Now, guys, I did that like strategically you. because you guys are second and third separated by $2. But who's up? Who's up? I don't know. Who do you guys think? Paul, who did you take? I think, I think it's going to be me because, Aaron, didn't you bet on Edmonton? Yeah, but Paul, yeah. you bet on Pittsburgh. You both lost. Yeah, but players. I think I did less on Pittsburgh. Oh, actually, I don't know. I feel like it's you. I, I'm not confident in myself. I know my, my final is already done. I know I don't even remember uh, my, picks, my final four. In second place, having bet on the New York Islanders, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Columbus Blue Jackets and yeah, oh, yeah, the Edmonton yeah. Oilers. Yeah, yeah. Karen with 111. Paul had 109. I knew it. I knew it. Hey, positive money is always good. I'll tell that you. It is. Literally, I you think guys the Islanders bet, saved me. Well, you guys bet the exact same amount on the Islanders. So you had the exact same payout. Aaron won 46 bucks on Columbus. Paul won 41 on Arizona. So Aaron was up by five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Paul closed the gap a bit. 128 on Vancouver, Aaron's 25, but it just wasn't enough. Aaron held on for the victory. 
So congratulations to Keith, Aaron, and Paul who came in the medal positions, respect or yeah, respectively. I'd like to take this time to. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into some hockey news here. Let's do it. All right, playoffs. Last night, we had the Tampa Bay Lightning take their first loss of the conference finals. 5-3 to the Islanders. Point wasn't there. Correct. Oh, I didn't know if you were waiting for me to say that. Yeah, I I was waiting. (laughs) I was waiting. (laughs) Yes, that is a very good statement. Yeah. Point wasn't playing. Uh, It was actually more of a scramble win. They they scored off a weird play with, with, I think it was three minutes left. Well, that's how Tampa won game two. So... Uh, does this really get the Islanders back in the series, or do you think they're still kind of dead in the water? I think it depends on if Point is with just a one-game injury or if he's out for multiple. Yeah. If he's out for multiple, is it like handily with the Islanders, or is there no, still... no, 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 no? There's nothing There's... handily about Tampa or the Islanders just beating Tampa. No. Yeah, because I was flipping like last year. I was flipping back and forth between the Raptor yeah. game and this game, and even watching the parts that i saw it didn't look like the islanders really dominated the shots were even from what i saw actually tampa looked like the better team i don't know if that was the whole game again that was back and forth but that's without point that's without stamkos and wasn't someone else out too for tampa kalorn yeah Yeah, the suspension so no even if points out for a couple more games it's still going to be a close series yeah I, yeah. I don't I don't see New York coming out of it. But then again, I also said Carolina's going to the final, so... Yeah, what do you know? What do I know? Yeah, I think New York's dead in the water. We, I think we could basically pencil and dampen for the finals. So, so you're welcome, New York. I just gave you a, a berth in the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vegas and Dallas. Radulov is apparently a monster. Oh, he's been playing amazing. Yeah, yeah. He He's the exact type of person you want in the playoffs, right? Like he's a, yes, he's a, he's a great finisher. He's a great teammate, but he's also just the biggest sob that you could play against. Yeah, he makes your life hell, which is exactly I, what you want. I think when they they, they put the the Ben Sagan Radulov line back together last game, right? Like, oh, they were looking good. They were looking so good. I don't really understand why they ever broke it up. Like, were they just trying to distribute depth. the talent? Yeah, distribute the talent for depth. Yeah, because but they they I think they would. I think they took Sagan and Ben on one and Radulov on another. They didn't even take like their big two stars apart, but it was it just it works. It works so well. Now I th- I still think Vegas wins the series. To be honest, oh, I think course. Vegas still wins the cup. Mm-hmm. But Dallas is surprising, and uh, I, I got a, an important question for you guys. What are your thoughts on Jamie Ben? As in what? As a player, as a player, I'm sure he's a fine guy. Um, are we like like just as a player? As a player. Okay. Paul, do you want to go first? No, you can go. Okay. Thank you. Jamie Benn is a very good player. I love, I love Jamie Benn. He's everything that a playoff hockey team needs. Can literally fight anybody in his war, get through anybody, score, play, be a playmaker. He's, he's a team leader. Like Jamie Benn is every team, or every team's ideal player. But he's so, if, if we're looking like playing style, perfect. But he's so overpaid because he had one great year. That's my only dilemma with Jamie Ben. Imagine he wasn't making that ten and a half. Just, just imagine. Nine and then they have a nine. Is it nine and a half? I thought it was ten. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, okay, a little bit better. Nine and a half, though. Still a little. Still, still a lot, lot of money. Still a lot of money. Jamie Ben's not a nine and a half million dollar player. Imagine what else or who else they could have added to this roster, like that just to help them. Really disagrees with you. <laughs> I don't know. 
that's that's my opinion. But I love Jamie Ben. I love watching him play. One of my one of my favorite players to watch, honestly. Yeah, I really I really respect Jamie Ben for sure. But to be honest, for the past couple of these seasons, I've thought he was a little washed. Not like out of the league washed, but second, third line, middle six type of player. Uh, just based on his production and how little kind of an impact he was having at five on five relative to before. Um, but in the playoffs, holy, he has come alive. Like he's got 10 points at five on five, which accounts for like 80% of his total points, which is very impressive. Um, and I don't know if you guys have watched Road to the Cup on ESPN. I've not. No. Um, for such a like quiet guy everywhere else, he is like, he is an incredible captain. And it wasn't as if I was ever doubting it, but boy, he's, he's captaining, captaining the hell out of that team. Um, yeah. So mad respect. I, yeah. 9.5 is still overpaid, but at least for these playoffs, he's making it worth every dime. Well, it's a very young team too. Besides like if they didn't go out and add Pavelski, Perry, and yes, the Edmonton Oilers legend, Andre Sekera. Um, like they didn't really have much of a veteran presence beforehand. Like th- that added like stability in the locker room, which I think really helped. Yeah, I think especially Pavelski. That guy is is a winner uh, by all accounts, except for the ones on paper, and <laughs> <laughs> except for the ones that matter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Paul, they got any idea or any thoughts on on Jamie Ben before we move on here? No, I think you guys pretty much summed up what I was going to say. He's, he's the last couple of years, <clears throat> like you said, he's been kind of eh, but. It's all worth it now. Tell us my fantasy team. He hasn't been in fantasy. He's been... Well, that's what I mean, right? But now this is when you need your best player and your captain, and that's what he's doing. So... Yeah, I can agree. All's forgiven. I I will not take him in fantasy, though. So, sorry, Jimmy Ben. (laughs) He gets hits. Is he he a a second-round pick? Nope. Made that mistake once too many times. Hey, Paul's first round picks have always been like a bust <laughs> for some reason or another. Usually in baseball. Always. Man. <laughs> I know we're not a baseball podcast, but my first always three first three picks hurt. or four picks have been bad yep. this year. Dude, I took no I took Noah Syndergaard. This guy's done for the year. He never played a he never yep. played a game. I had Verlander done for the year. Okay. Uh, this this year doesn't really count. I know, but still. Anyway, we're getting off track. Sorry, Mac. Yeah, go ahead. All right, Paul. 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 Yes. Anderson trading. Mm. Thoughts? I have very mixed feelings about this. Okay. Well, especially after my huge rant about how he should be traded. We have a rant right now from you. I love your rants. I'm not mad. All right, let me bring bring it back for a sec. I think think Frederick Anderson basically needs to be gone. It's not anything against Freddie. He's one of my favorite Leafs. He seems like a very nice guy. But we... Like what's been established this playoffs is that it is a two goalie league, and you do. And I don't, I don't know if you need that bona fide starter. I know that I've had conversations with you guys as well as Steve, who very disagrees with me about having the bona fide yeah. starter. But I don't know if you need one similar that, to how the Columbus style to do it. Um, if it saves you a bunch of money too, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I would like to see Freddie gone just for the betterment of the team. See, I think I'm on like the same wavelength as you you're not on um, the fence but you're hanging on my side of the fence you're yeah i think there. that's that's a good way to put it analogies but are my passion freddie like again we love freddie he's done so much for this team yes his elimination game stats are bad but he also never really has help on d nope. so my nope. issue is this you, if you're gonna trade freddie you need to get a competent guy like you're saying a good tandem guy 
So yep. you can have Campbell. I'd love to see more from Campbell because he looked really good in the games he did start for us this year. So you need to go out and get a guy like maybe a Kudobin, a Grice, you know, yep. someone who can give you half a season if you need. But if you're going to do that, you absolutely need to focus on bettering your defense. Because if Freddie couldn't get it done, then going cheaper and most likely less productive goalie, you're going to struggle even more if you don't fix the D. So there's a lot of moving parts to this. You also probably want to trade Freddie just at an asset management point of view. Like, are you going to let him walk? You're not going to resign him. So he's going to be your own rental again. The market seems like it could be all over the place this year. So maybe someone's willing to give up quite a bit to shore up, even if it's just for a year. We heard the Carolina rumors. There might be interest in even just re-signing him. So if you can get some kind of deal done there, that'd be wise. But there's a lot of things that Dubas has to do first if you're going to end up trading him. Yeah, I, I, I will jump on that and say trading Freddie is contingent upon using either the assets and or the cap space to improve the defense. Because while it is a two-goalie league, or I think it's moving there, um, the teams with two goalies, we may also notice, have very good defensemen. Exactly. So, Columbus, yeah, it's, it, yeah, um, even t- uh, Boston as well, who was in there, mm-hmm. uh, the Islanders, who more have a great defensive system, but you know, they're not bad. But nevertheless, yeah, it, it's definitely a yin yang sort of thing. So, Aaron, let me uh, run, let me run something by you, okay? Shoot. It's a, a trade between the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Calgary Flames, and the Arizona Coyotes. A three-way trade. Okay, oh, I saw this. Yes, uh, I'm trying to. I was trying to find the tweet, Paul. So you, maybe you can uh, help me out if I if right. I am losing where what everything's going towards. So Freddie Anderson would be moving to Calgary. Okay, that's all Calgary would yeah. get. Yeah. Darcy Kemper would be coming to Toronto. That's all Toronto would get. And I'm pretty sure Arizona would get uh, a second from Toronto, two seconds from Calgary, and uh, Toronto prospect Philip Hollander. Recently acquired. What what are your what are your thoughts on something like that? No, like so this is I, like this was a tweet that was like the who says no poll. Yeah, I think so 99 percent say no. Oh, who oh said, no! Which team? Like everybody? Oh, yeah, like whoever. Everybody says no, well, except for Arizona. They're they're winning that. Really? Eh? Like you're giving up. Think about this. You're giving up Freddie and a second to get Kemper. Kemper's good. But like he's not that where he's not worth that, and Arizona is also getting a second from uh, two seconds Calgary. Calgary, two seconds from Calgary. Okay, Calgary is giving up two seconds for Freddie. They say yes, but they would have to. Ha- I think it would be a conditional pick in there. It would have to be like a conditional pick if he resigns that they get that one. It'd be like a second and or a third with the conditionals moving to the second or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, of the original trade, Paul, what what do you think? I originally voted. Uh, who did I vote? I think I voted Calgary says no. Really? I but if Toronto says yes to that, I that that's the last straw. I don't think me. that's bad for Toronto. It's I was not good. Say, I it's really. I said good. done deal to it. Um, I think I'm I, leaning more towards that. Well, I and I think the discrepancy in our answers is kind of based on just simply how highly we rank. Kemper, because frankly, I, I think, love him. I think he's a top five goalie in the league right now, and he has been for the past two or three years. Um, goalies catch fire for a little bit, and you really have no idea, that, you know, who's going to come out of the woodwork. Um, I think 
I think it would be a good trade. It does extend the window a little bit as well. Um, I like Cal. I like it for Calgary too because they have the excuse to run it back one more year with Freddie in the fold. So, um, you know, give their core one more go at it before they probably lose and then send off uh, Gaudreau to Philly. I don't. I don't hate the trade. I think it could be good. It sucked giving up Hollander. Really, I don't really care about the second, but Hollander was a. It was a pretty important piece, but. Yeah, yeah I, I think it just depends on kind of what you think of Kemper, right, Paul? Yeah, I I didn't realize that he was already 30. Yeah, he's bounced around a lot. And he's got just one more year, uh, I guess two more yeah, years, two. at four and a half. But, like, his stats, oh, my God, so good. Yeah. 2.22 goals against average, 9.28 save percentage this year. He only played 29 games. The year before, 55 games, two. Point three three goals against nine twenty five. He's pretty good, but that's only like two year sample size. Yeah, I was about to say like I'm not yeah, I don't gonna ri- I'm not gonna rip on you guys for like liking Kemper. You, I, I like players you guys don't like. It to me, it's a small sample size. I still think of him playing in Minnesota. It's just like he he hasn't been that bona fide starter. And Max talking about like that tandem you can lean on. Like I don't know that I can lean on him yet. He showed he showed it in a, in a little bit, but what if he comes to Toronto with no defense and shits the bed? Well, that, that's why I was like the tandem thing, right? Because you can no, I, I go that. hot hand, and hopefully they would be able to reallocate assets towards defense at that point. But no, you're totally right, and it's and he's not a sure thing by any means. No goalie ever actually is. But Aaron, what, are you more um, cautious of that or cautious of giving Wayne Simmons a three year, three million dollar deal? Oh, who said I mean, that? I just heard that that was somewhere in the ballpark of his top end asking price and per year or total per year. Oh. Not a chance. No. Right. So no. yeah, I don't no. think there's a chance in hell that happens. But Wayne Simmons coming to Toronto. I'm sure you guys heard about this. Yeah, that's it's, um, it's been rumored for a while though. It was all the way when he was still on Philly. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, he recently did an interview with Pierre LeBron where he asked about playing in Toronto and. Um, in many more words than I'm going to say, he basically said, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And we know that he values being being near his family, his family being in Toronto, all that. Aaron, Wayne Simmons, Toronto Maple Leaf, yes, no. Do you like it? Yes, no. I, I like it, but only if it's like the Spezza deal. I like I like Wayne Simmons as a player, but he's had, he's A, very inconsistent, but he's also been really up and down, especially since leaving Philly. So I would say Jason Spatza esque deal, one or two years, take a vet or vet min or uh, something between that to a million per year. Then yes, Wayne Simmons on the Leafs, love it. Great front, uh, presence on the net for the second power play, veteran leadership. He brings that grit. I love it. Yeah, and Paul. Yeah, pretty much save. I'd be willing to go up to a mil at the very most, but that's it. Like the guy's already was he thirty two. He plays that style of game that, you know, it gets you early. And we're starting to see that. He's not the player he used to be. But, you know, he's still got the grit. He can still be annoying as hell. Um, that's what the Leafs need. And to have him on, say, your fourth line who can maybe play on the third, I would love him to be a trauma belief. But the price has to be right. He knows that. He said that in the interview. Yeah, it's got to be a mill or under. I'll be honest. Like, beyond emotion, because obviously I'd love for Wayne Simmons to come back. I am also a Scarborough boy, so I feel that, buddy. But 
I, I just don't, I don't think it, it happens and I don't think it should mostly because we kind of saw what a Wayne Simmons type on the fourth line uh, could contribute in, in uh, Kyle Clifford. And Keith is the kind of style of coach that rolls three lines. So that fourth line really isn't getting much time. So, you know, putting anything into the fourth line, really, I, I don't see it as any contribution and let like, I want the fourth line to be full of penalty killers, right? That's where they get most of their minutes. And Winston is not a penalty killer. He is great in front of the net, and he would be perfect on either the first or second power play, to be honest. But, you know, you can't actually make a much of a difference, like, with the grit and the tenacity on the ice if you're playing four minutes a game. You know what I mean? So paying him a million dollars or even veteran minimum, I'd rather that go to a sort of penalty killer that can help shore that side up. Can I, can I ask you a question? I'll roll reverse it. Yeah, yeah. What was your opinion on Tyler Ennis when we signed him? I'm not going to say we on the Leafs. On the Leafs. I'm not a, I can't say we. I liked it at the time. Absolutely. And I, frankly, I still liked it because it was, again, a veteran minimum. He was coming back for all that. But the thing about Tyler Ennis was that he, we didn't need penalty killers, right? We just traded arguably our top penalty killer in Kasperi Kapanen. Um, so he didn't have to fill a role there. You know what I mean? So but you I also was, just saw the emergence of Kerfoot on the PK. Like he was doing great. I know, but Kapanen was still on the on the PK, right? You're still who you losing. have now. You have Kerfoot, Marner, Hyman, who does Hyman, and they don't take faceoffs. Marner does. No, Marner can't. He, not really. So like, you, yeah, you are missing a fourth. You could probably put Engvall out there, but mm, really trade him, trade him. Or don't Sorry. worry, if we have Freddie the Goat. Maybe he can go take faceoffs on the PK. Actually, well, kill me now. Well, didn't they get Evan? <laughs> Didn't they get Evan Rodriguez like in that trade from Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah. Isn't but I'm not he, convinced. Isn't he though. like a so-so PK? Maybe. I think he. I think he played a bit. Uh, I don't think he was really relied upon too much. But I also don't really want to rely on the so-so-ness of it. Mm-hmm. Not like not like uh, coming at you for any of that. But no. no, no uh, and also, I don't know. If uh, I just don't know signed. too much about him. Like his qualifying offers a little over two. That's pretty. Is it? That's he- yeah. That's hefty for what okay. he's got. Beyond yeah. the leaves. So unless they can negotiate uh, a new deal before October 9th, then he's going to UFA. But yeah, so what I'm, so. So what I'm hearing is trade all the RFAs. Freddie the Goat, Evan Rodriguez, Travis Dermott. I do not like you. See ya. Wow. Dennis Dennis Mulligan. See ya. The only RFA we should sign. Superman. I want to don't forget him. about Jeremy Bracco. Whoa! <laughs> Remember that guy? Yep. Yeah. No, he's Gonzo Alonzo. Speaking of trading, Domi Deneau out in Montreal, guys. Now, you guys talked about it last week with the Jake Allen deal. Um, And something that kind of comes to mind with it is 4.2 on Jake Allen is probably somewhere in the range of what Max Domi's raise would have looked like, right? Because I think he was making 4, 4.2. I'm not going to get up to 8, but probably I I can see him getting 6 million on. uh, Really? I don't even know that. Domi's like a 5 to 6 guy for sure. Yeah, I think so too. So I, I think, think that probably spells the end of Domi, yeah. right? Um, and Deneau recently came out and said, I am not a third-line center. Yeah, he's yeah. not very happy. No. I mean, I don't think Montreal wants to blow it up, though. That's the thing, because they had success this year, like, for them. Yeah. They're, but they could, go, they could go younger, but they're already insanely young. They have, what, a 20-year-old, 25-year-old in Drouin who's still there. 25-year-old in Domi, like they, uh, 21-year-old in Suzuki, 25 in Leck, and then like they're still, uh, what, how old's Mete, like 22 now, like they got a young core, Romanov's coming up next year, 
Call like, Miami's only 20 still. Yeah, like, I was wondering, like, they have a very, very good young core. And I think the people they have around them, like, the Druin, who's been there since he's 18, the Tatar, 20, what is he, late 20s, 29, 30? Yeah. Gallagher's in his late twenties now. Like everybody around them, they're they're not in their upper thirties, I don't think, except for maybe a couple of vets. But they have a oh Shea Weber, sorry, I take that back. <laughs> but they have a very good core in the younger aspect of it too. So like I wouldn't necessarily if I'm if I'm Bergevin, if I look at what Deneau brings to my team, is he a third line center? No, but like, am I going to play him above what I have? No. Sorry, like, if you give me Kokaniemi and Suzuki, who are the face of the franchise for the next however many years they're going to be there, and then you give me Philip Deneau, sorry, bud, I'm taking your money, and I'm giving it to Max, don't you? Like, oh. I will pay it. I'll pay that. You are out, and we get another young stud in next year. Because, remember, they have Cole Caulfield coming out. So there's an opening in the top nine, top six. So do I think it spells the end of Domi in Montreal? No, I don't. I do. I think it spells the end of Dino. Yeah, one hundred percent. Wow, Paul. Quick answer. Do you think one or both of them leave or none? I think one's gone. Which one? If you had to pick, I don't know. Because the weird thing with Montreal is the longest time their criticism was they don't have centers. They don't have a number one. I still don't think they have a number one yet. Suzuki could be that. Kakanyemi could be that. But so if you have. Those two who are going to be your number one and number two center, that's why Deneau's mad that he's got kind of pushed out. But his defensive numbers are outstanding. And five on five, he's producing very well. You, I don't know if you really want to give up on a guy like that who's only 27. And Domi is also now a center. So I don't know who you choose. Like, Can you not move Domi back to the wing? Is he a better center than a winger? Maybe. I don't but, think so. You think he's a better winger? Yeah. yeah. So then wing, why don't you just move him? Points. Yeah, move him back to the wing. I think and that kind of solves your center issue. My, I don't know about money. Well, but in terms they have of the fact, space. Well, I think Domi wants to get paid as a center, and Montreal wants to pay him as a winger. You know what I mean? Well, that's uh, up to Bergevin. I think the biggest dilemma, too, that we're kind of overlooking is it's a French, the secondary player is a French-Canadian playing in a French-Canadian market. Yeah. like That plays a huge factor, too, because they don't really have that. And that's what Montreal always was. That's why they always got those French players that were just amazing. That they don't—I don't think they have any about any other French Canadian players. Druin. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, you're, them. you're right. Um, oh yeah, they have Ryan Paitling too. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. No. 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 Deno. So I take that back. Deno's gone. I think. I think Deno probably gets yeah. booted only because he expressed such explicit discontent with I how think things that's shook out and yeah. there's and similar to Aaron's point, there's no way you'd side with anyone other than Suzuki and uh Kakaniemi in that position. But yeah, Montreal again will be someone fun to watch. Uh but we have a couple of top three centers. Yeah. Sorry, just imagine those top three centers. That actually is insane. Hey Montreal's coming. They're Kakaniemi, Suzuki, Paling, and they're Caulfield on the wing, Roman oh my god. Toronto, get your shit together. They got, they got stuff. They'll do something one day, maybe. Either way, we'll move Sorry. on to to our next topic. Got it. Breaking news, Paul. Over to oh, you. You're in putting the field. me on the spot. Going back to our is that our untrademark sports center? I think intro? so. We need to like <laughs> keep that for future. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that clip. Yeah, clip it. <laughs> so um, obviously, and 
devastating loss last night for the Raptors to Boston in Game 7. I hate it. But apparently Giannis has unfollowed all of his Bucks teammates on Instagram. And he's only following like nine guys right now. Fair warning, this is a hockey podcast. It is a hockey podcast, but we also are Toronto-based, so we need to always talk about the biggest stars coming to Toronto. So Giannis to Toronto. Also true. Hey, we heard in the bubble that it's it's an open secret. It's Miami or Toronto. Do you think, I know we're not going to talk about this, obviously, for too long, but do you think that because Miami moved on and Raptors didn't, that maybe Miami has an edge now? No. No? No. I think Masai is too smart. Masai will convince him. Did you see the freaky? It was like a freaky tweet. I will pull up. Um, it was like comparing Giannis to LeBron. It was insane. Their career, their career stuff. One side. I'm gonna. You guys continue. While, I'm gonna find that. While he pulls that up, uh, Miami did not win a championship last year. Uh, they haven't had a championship pedigree since LeBron left. Uh, Jimmy Butler. He's he's insanely talented. I think he's great, but he's he is only a one man team, right? He I don't think he plays well with other stars because he just he doesn't does like that's why it didn't work in Philly because there was just too many stars. But I was listening to the broadcast and they were talking about Miami and they said it works for him there because the guys yeah. around him aren't the most skilled, but they just are like balls they to the enable. wall. Like yeah, they'll do go out there, they'll just like a dog to a bone, get the ball and just give it to Butler, and that's why Miami works now. Yeah, and frankly, uh, the Celtics are going to roll through them because uh, they kind they have I, they have like a swarm that. defense. So when you got one on ball player and four off, and the other four aren't like terribly trustworthy, like Dragic is a pretty good shooter. You get it down to Bam, he's going to do well as well. But frankly, like there, I think I think it'll be a sweep. I think Miami's toast here, and I think if the Raptors got through, it would have been toast as well. That's what I was talking was with my dad Eastern about last night, right there. Yeah. It, it was those, one of the teams who goes on in that series is going to win. Like, I hate, we hate Boston, but they had a great series. They're a good team. Mad respect. Very good I team. hate Marcus Smart, but yeah. he's also pretty great. I'm not going to lie. Tatum looks unbelievable. He's 22. Yeah, that's, that sucks. Oh. Anyways. Anyway, Aaron, what have you got for us here? Uh, hold on. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm forgetting where I sent it. Uh, long story short, it was... Uh, Giannis following the exact same career path as LeBron, and it was scary. It was like uh, winning his first Eastern Con- or losing in the Eastern Conference, ten- like a decade, losing in the semis a decade later, winning his Player of the Year a decade later, losing in the semi decade later. I've like speaking of losing, we're kind of losing connection with Aaron here. Yeah, Aaron was like all Aaron was decade. Like, yeah. can, you, can, you hear, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So playoff results are uh, identical to LeBron's. Yeah, pretty much playoff and like some awards in a okay, row. You don't have to yell. I'm not. I'm not yelling. Very loud. It's like grapes out my mouth. Okay. Is this better for you? Yes. It wasn't a matter of volume. It was your internet connection. Yeah. It's it's, it's not good. All right. All right. I think we got off very off topic. All right. Time. Leonard, rumored, five years, $5 million in Vegas. Is that a good deal, guys? He's 29. I, that's a great deal. Uh, what? You just said it. He's 29. Yeah, 34. But he also doesn't have the miles is bad at all. that other goalies have, right? He's never been a bonafide starter, ever. He, like Even in New York, he split time with Bryce. Yep. Um, like, like, I, I, think it's, I, I also think it's a good deal. $5 million for an elite goaltender. Never going to say no to that. 
but then you also got to look at your goal tending right now because you just signed Flurry to what a three-year deal. Oh, so and this is, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. The deal is then, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry it's Sorry, I was going to say, because it's also contingent on, let's say, you, if you're signing Leonard, the odds are you're trading Flurry. You're going to try and find somebody to trade with them. Yeah, well, and nobody's going to yeah. take his cap and they're going to want to have to retain it. So really, you're not paying Leonard five. You're paying Leonard whatever you're paying on plus what you retain for Flurry. Because that's what your vision probably, is. You're probably paying him exactly what you're paying Flurry. Exactly. So not the I worst don't know about that. You that's that's, that's how seven? I take it, at least. I think for, I don't think Flurry is a negative asset. Even I don't think he's a negative asset either. Um, I, I don't think teams have that cap space. And if they do, they have other priorities with it. Well, goalie is a pretty high. I could. I don't think. I think they get out from under uh, Flurry fairly easily. You know, this guy has only had one bad year in the recent year, and it was this year, and it wasn't even that bad. He's played well in the playoffs, just not as good as a guy who got four shutouts in one round or three shutouts in one round. Sorry. Um, I and he's going to be extremely motivated, and I think teams are going to recognize that. I think they're going to be able to get out from under it, which obviously makes the Leonard deal uh, great. Um, to Aaron's point, if they can't get rid of uh, Flurry or if they have to eat some, definitely doesn't look nearly as good. Um, but to Foley wants to say as well. Okay. I'm sorry, I just want to throw this out there. We talked about goalies in Montreal, talked about French Canadians. What if somehow Jake <laughs> Allen ends up on the Vegas Golden Knights, traded for Mark Andre Flurry to back up Carey Price to give him that extra? What do we think about that? There's no I way. I kind of yeah. like that, though. It wouldn't be There's bad, no but way. not a chance. Jake Allen you wouldn't tie up seven to uh, you wouldn't tie up Vegas. seventeen million of your cap in goalies. That's a tandem right there. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of one A one Bs, but yeah, Toffoli wants to stay in Vancouver. He says it's his number one priority. If you're Jim Benning, Toffoli has performed quite well, but next year, you guys mentioned it last episode, they are looking at uh, hefty deals for Pedersen and Hughes. What do you give Toffoli if you give anything, Paul? Oh, that's that's a tough one. He's like, been good, yeah. but you know his past record the last couple of years hasn't been great. Here, uh, you guys, give, I'll pull up his stats for you to give you some context. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Oh. So he was making four point six. Yeah, which means he's gonna get a raise, most likely. I don't think a significant amount. No, yeah. I think he's probably a five five, five, five and a half million dollar player. But can yeah. they afford that? Like, yeah. his stats aren't awful. He had 10 points in 10 games with Vancouver, not including playoffs. 34 points in 58 games before getting traded. 34 and 82, 47 and 82. 30. So he's a he's a 35-point player. So well, what seven. they could do... God, he's so inconsistent. <laughs> well, what they could do is, if they really wanted to, is they could just get off Sutter's contract for a year... And that just gives them enough to... Oh, I don't know if Benning's smart enough to do that. I mean, even if he isn't, like, I think they have other UFAs available or just that are up. Like, Levo was getting a couple million, wasn't he? Yeah, was something he one like and a half or two? Yeah, something like that. And Tanev, like, I don't, I don't know how they re-sign Tanev as much as they want to. Cause I, I don't, don't think no, I don't think you do. It. Yeah, that's what I mean. And you got some other guys coming up. Like, they got, um, hopefully, you'll levy they can make the jump. Maybe I don't know. That would be nice. That'd be a. Yeah, I just you, you be you never know. I just look at this and roster. Got a million, um, I look at this roster and I think you know what? It's a pretty good roster, but there is some very bad. unnecessary contracts. 
like the michael the michael that's exactly who i was thinking about did you really need to go out and spend three and a half on michael furlan you didn't need to but it's not yeah no jay beagle's the worst one there because of the age but i mean those we knew were bad from the start Furlan, we kind of looked at, I was like, yeah, okay, that's not a bad cap hit, but do you really need that when you already have the contracts like Brandon Sutter and Louis Erickson? Well, like, look at the bright sides of this year, but in 2022-23, they get JB, Antoine Roussel, Brock Besser, and Louis Erickson off the books. That's a, that's a good chunk of change. Unfortunately, yeah, but, that is after they have to sign Pedersen and Hughes. And while Paul and I keep no, talking I here, Aaron, I think uh, you maybe move a little closer to the router because you're getting a little robot-y again. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like Jim but I like him. One, I do too, but Benning is one to hand out contracts that otherwise would not be a great idea. And, and I think uh, no matter yeah. what, Toffoli's going to be that. They don't really have the room next year, especially with him in the fold. You know what I mean? This team could be so good. They, they will be. be. They will be good. But I'm just like, so that always brings up the question of like, okay, we look at Vancouver. They're kind of in a cap crunch as well. But their cap crunch comes from a handful of players that are making more than they should in like the three to four million dollar range, right? Yeah. And then the comparison is always Leafs are capped out because they're spending, you know, twenty five million on three guys or whatever. What would you rather have? Would you rather be capped out with paying your supposed stars 10 plus mil or a handful of guys making close to 4 million bucks objectively the toronto way not saying the toronto way is the best way but it is definitely better than paying guys who aren't moving the needle you know what i mean it's yeah i like i agree but at the same time it's so much easier to move I don't know. Actually, I don't it's know not really that, that easy. Think about it. You could, especially you could, now. Yeah, you could trade Marner or Matthews in a heartbeat, and you could get stuff back. Yeah, You're not going to be able to get some of those mid-range guys back, right? For now. the people saying nobody's going to take Marner's contract, shut up. No, that's that's BS. That is no, so wrong. We're not going to give Marner's contract because Marner's not going anywhere. No. Um, but yes, everyone would love a Marner. Yeah, he's like, a guy what? who does. He's an all situations winger who's averaged ninety. 90 points per season uh, over his last two seasons. That's that's ridiculous. Power play, penalty kill. That said, trade him over Nylander, too. No, that's coming from the guy who said it doesn't make sense to trade Nylander, who's undervalued, uh, if you're also not going to entertain the possibility of training Marner because yeah. one argument serves for the other. So it's improbable or stupid, basically, to say, it makes sense for one, but not the other. But either way... Yeah, we're not going to get into this again. Nope. We're going <laughs> to quickly run through some of the uh, NHL awards that have recently been handed out. Uh, the Jack Adams Award. First of all, uh, clap, clap, clap to all of us because the Gaudi staff nailed the finalists. Bruce Cassidy, never mind. Wait, did we? Yeah, we did. We, yeah, we did. I did, yeah. yeah. Cassidy, Dave Tortorello, Vigneault. Um, as a collective, like in our total like tally up, uh, we did get it. Uh, we missed on the winner. We had Cassidy second, Vigno one. Usually this award goes to the, oh, we didn't realize you guys were actually going to be good. So are we glad it kind of went to a coach that coached a good team? No, it's Boston. Okay, well. Okay, unbiased. Do we uh, appreciate that it went to a coach that coaches a good team? Yeah. No, it's Boston. Finally. <laughs> All right, I might mute Aaron here. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think you guys are right. But to be honest, I, I think all three of those guys would have been worthy candidates. I do I, think the correct answer was actually Jared Bednar, but Bruce Cassidy is a good answer uh, as well. Selkie, gentlemen, we are perfect. Sean Couturier is our winner. Sean Couturier is the player ho- or people's hockey writers. There is, he won, and then we also got Bergeron and O'Reilly. Um, we shouldn't take too much pride because uh, we can basically guess who's going to be nominated. I could I could tell you who's going to be nominated next year. It's going to be these same three guys. Not Austin Matthews? No, but we will get to him in a mere um, second. Congratulations to all of us. We're brilliant. We did good. Um, yep, yep. We're, we're awesome. It doesn't even happen. Uh, Lady Bing. Your uh, your Toronto Maple Leafs' Austin Matthews uh, did not win because you know he did some really stupid stuff last summer, and he definitely shouldn't been a shouldn't have been a finalist for sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct. But yeah. nevertheless, uh, Nathan McKinnon won. Uh, he won over again Matthews and O'Reilly. Any complaints? Absolutely um, not. Twelve penalty minutes, ninety three points, sixty nine games. He just looks like the nicest person too, right? And this is the last award we'll talk about because it's the last. Because uh, I it actually it's getting announced today. Oh, yeah. oh well, maybe we won't catch it on this panel. But uh, the uh, GM of the year, Sackick. So something we I didn't realize, guys, is that the GM of the year is voted on after the second round. So that's why there's like the finalists are always teams in the conference final. The finalists this year are Tampa Bay's Julian Brisbois. Islanders, Lou Lamorello, and Dallas's Jim Nil. Now, can I ask you, what did Lou Lamorello or Jim Nil do this year? They brought Leo Komarov back from the dead. Wrong year, but nice try. Okay, are we actually like going to talk about the actual? So, I believe Lou brought in Varlamov. He traded for Andy Green and Pajot at the deadline. I don't think they... Oh, and he brought in Broussard. I think those were his acquisitions this year. Cool. So he paid more for a worse goalie. He overpaid with a first and a second for a third line center. And a third. And he traded a second for a guy who's not uh, in the regular roster. I will so, say Pajot has been quite good. Yeah, he has been. It's that been is a more. hefty price to pay. Uh, Jim Nill literally did nothing. His only trades were minor league deals. Uh, Julian Breesbois has got to win this. But it's also really, really, really silly that it's voted on after the second round. So I was always wondering, I looked at the finalists, I'm like, how do they always manage to get the conference finalists correct? <laughs> like, are these guys nuts? But nah, it's it's because they've, they've rigged it. But I still like, think Joe Stackick's the best GM in the league this year. year. Yes, yeah, and that's who we had. I think we all kind of agree on that. Um, the last thing I want to point out to this is, of the four general managers in the conference finals, the one who did the best moves was Kelly McCrimmon for the Vegas, and he's not one of the finalists. He literally had a 75% shot at it. Like, he brought in Laner. Yeah. That, that's enough to even, like, maybe not Breezeball, but that passes Lambro. It's stupid. But I, I, heard, I saw a tweet, which I think makes a lot of sense, is they shouldn't give this award out every year. Make it a five-year thing and have it kind of, like, rotate in. You know what I mean? Yeah, you analyze a GM for five years, and after that five years, you say, all right, this guy has been the best, and then you start over, or you can even cycle it through. That another guy will be five years deep or more. You could do as long as you want. But why are we looking at one year? Yeah, the only issue I do have with five years is um, not many GMs last like five years. Okay, that's true. Anyway. But you don't have to do five. I, you can yeah, do, like, I think three. every other year is, it could be yeah. interesting. Like one year, like, I don't know. Especially because you look at, you said, these guys who are, they're just in the conference finals. 
do we really like the Brisbois moves too? Like he paid a lot for Goudreau. Is that really a smart move? It helps them this year, but you're also very much impacting your future. Yes, but if they win a cup with uh, these, and then it doesn't matter. Who, who exactly, the best third line uh, in, left in the playoffs right now: uh, Goudreau, Coleman, and uh, is it Gord? I forget who the, who's the center on that line. But either way, uh, they're they're pretty pretty good. Um, so you know, it, it's definitely gonna, it's definitely interesting. I think the GM award is one of the stupidest ones. So yeah, but with that. We move on. As Aaron said, it doesn't die when I'm not there. He did a very good job last week, but I'm retaking the mantle to present to you our staple of the podcast, the trivia. And this week we have two trivias because I got jealous and nervous that Aaron was actually going to take my throne. The first time I was worried that someone I might actually, I was never worried about Paul. <laughs> so yeah, I made two and we're going to do both. I'm going to let the guys decide which ones they want to do first. You can either do one where you compete first or one where you work together first. It's up to you guys. How about we warm up working together and then we compete? Brilliant. Unless Paul has an, an objection. Absolutely not. All right. All right. <laughs> so guys, every year in the playoffs, we see the playoff point leaders, mostly Stanley Cup finalists. They played the most games. They usually get the most points. We're not including them today. Yes, both of these are conference finals quizzes. This one, you guys are going to be looking at the highest scoring players, like for a single playoff. So like in the 2020 playoffs, the highest scoring player who's not in the playoffs right now is uh, Nathan McKinnon. You guys are going to be doing that the exact same thing for the years between 2010 and 2019, except uh, it's teams that weren't in the Stanley Cup final. Right. So, (laughs) okay. I'll give you one just so that you guys understand. I just need the question. It's not a question. You guys are listing. Like I'm listing the people who weren't in the playoffs that had the most points. Okay. In 2010, Chicago and Philadelphia were in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Chicago and Philadelphia players were atop the playoff scoring leaderboard. Makes sense. Who is the first player in 2010 to not on the playoff scoring leaderboard? Who was the highest scorer that wasn't on one of those teams in the playoffs? Now, I don't expect you guys to get this one. It was a conference finalist team, Montreal. Mike Camilleri had 19 points. Wow. So he was the highest scoring player in the playoffs who was not on a Stanley Cup final team. Uh, Does this make sense? I got it. I'm giving you guys eight hints. The hints can be, oh, which you can ask uh, for one of the teams that was in the Stanley Cup final between 2011 and 2019. You also got eight eight uh, strikes because this is pretty hard. Do we understand what's, what's going on, Aaron? Kind of. All right, Paul, take it away. Okay, so we have to guess this player from 2019 to 2011. Yeah, so like, there's one player in 2019, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. Yeah. You don't have to go in order, but there is one for each year. Actually, some year there's two, but if you get one, okay, count it. that were not in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, yes. got it. Okay, I'm caught up. I get it. So twenty. Let's. Do you want to start from twenty nineteen? Just work our way down. Sure. That'd be easier because I remember more. So twenty nineteen. Who was in the conference finals? Are you asking me? Uh, no, no, I'm asking Aaron. Okay, yeah. Because you can't. Was, ask, you is can it yes or no for you? Me? No. You yeah. can ask. You can ask me. Uh, like it's one hint per year. You and basically, I figured the hint would be uh, asking for one of the two teams that was in the conference finals that weren't in the Stanley Cup finals. Okay. Uh, obviously, St. Louis, Boston, and East West. Um, that was a final. So who did? Yeah, Boston? 
booty blast indeed. I will also say that if you guys uh, don't use a hint on like 2019, it will like carry over to 2018 okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, wow. My memory is not good. No bueno. We did, we did Boston awesome. beat. Definitely wasn't Tampa. So they went, they beat Toronto, then they beat Columbus. Who the hell did they beat after that? Carolina. No. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It and Carolina. then on the West, San, San Jose, San Jose, San Luis. That was the West. That was the four. Yeah, San Jose, San Luis. Okay. So it's either San Jose or Carolina. It would have been really good. Uh, so I don't think there's really get one guy on Carolina that would have been outstanding. They play more of like I a, agree. It's more of a balance. So San Jose. Like yeah, I don't think if I'm thinking like best players, like I don't think their defense would have been their top scorers. No. The only, I just think back to like last podcast. If you ha- again, if you haven't heard it, go listen to Brick episode eighteen. But if you, I think we just think of Couture for me. Yeah. That's like the only guy. I think that's my answer. I don't know. We can use a hint. I'll give you guys uh, a, a freebie here so that you guys get to keep a hint. It is Couture. Couture had 20 points in 2019. Oh, okay. He was the top scoring player that was not in the Stanley Cup final. But there we go. Yay. We got one. We did it. I well, we get it struggled. Now. We're not going to be able to do this. We can do it. Okay, 2018. That was Vegas-Washington final. Right. They Vegas beat Winnipeg. Winnipeg. It was because it was the, the, the whiteout. Wow. Boston beat, I think it was Tampa in the final, East final. Washington so was Tampa? Yeah. So, like, Kucherov or something? No. Wait, Matt, can we ask you which team it was? Like, how do we go yeah, about that? Yeah, if you want, you well, I'll do, like, I'll do this. You guys got both of the conference final losers, right? So if you do get okay. both of them right, you can ask me which team it is. But that'll count as a hint. Okay, you want to use our hint so we just narrow down team? I feel like there was one person who just absolutely went on a tear this playoff. Had like a oh something God. to say. Uh, you are right. Someone did go on a tear. Like it was that almost a goal a game, and they weren't and on. He they were not the player. He's, he's not the player. No, it's the guy who gave him all the assists. Oh. Also, for the record, it's actually nine years that you guys are doing. So you got nine hints and nine strikes. Hmm. So yes, I, I can confirm without using hint that Winnipeg and Tampa. Yeah. Were the two teams that lost in the conferences? Like, would it have been Wheeler then if we're talking assists? No, 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 no. I think I know who. I think I get it. Well, out with it. Is it because it was it was Gensel's coming out party? That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, but Gensel was also. not in the conference yeah. finals. I know. I can, I can confirm Gensel and Crosby actually did lead the non uh, Stanley Cup final players in points that year. Uh, but since they weren't in the conference finals, they don't count. They had 21 points in 10 games. That's ridiculous. That's what I was thinking. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So you were right about that, but they weren't in the conference finals, so uh, that, they don't count. Then, yeah, probably Wheeler for thinking assists if it's just conference final. There's either like Stamkos Kucherov connection or like a Shifley Wheeler, is what I'm thinking. So go with, if your, gut. Go with your gut. Okay, I'm going to use the hint. Is this guy on Winnipeg? Yep. Is it Wheeler? Yep. There we go. Yay. We did good. Right. Okay. 2018. 2017. Oh, yeah, 2017. Uh, who won? Uh, that, was, Pittsburgh that was that Pittsburgh one. in the final. So Pittsburgh beat who? Nashville. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean in, like the east. in the east. Oh, yeah, Nashville. <laughs> Those damn conferences. Mm. It's Arizona all over again, goddamn. Okay, I feel like Nashville beat San Jose 
was it San Jose? Because San Jose was on that like heater for a while. Because the year before they lost to Pittsburgh, and then I think they were just as good almost. But right, does that make sense? Uh, no, no, no. How does that not make sense? You're so mean. All right, then who is it? Because I already know who it is because I was crying when this happened. Edmonton beat San Jose in the first round. Edmonton <laughs> lost in oh. <laughs> the Ducks. The Ducks lost to Nashville. It was the Ducks. Yeah. Okay. And then you know the Eastern Conference final because that's what all Ottawa fans talk about. I was going to say, oh, yeah. rolling in his bed right now. So okay. it's Anaheim and Ottawa. No, I feel like, like wasn't that the year Carlson just went God mode? Didn't Getzlav have like a disgusting playoff too? Because he scored oh, every goal against the Oilers. Okay, so it's one of the two. We'll just narrow it down. They are yeah. the top two, and they're separated by one point. Which one has more? Wow. Okay, so here's the hint: is this yeah. guy Swedish or Canadian? And then you're just... why would you say that? <laughs> why is that the question? Because then you could say like. One's Canadian, one's Swedish. I don't know. You could have just said, what just team are they on? <laughs> I don't know. All right, Mac. Are they Swedish or Canadian? <laughs> Canadian. Ryan gets that. All right, good job, Aaron. <laughs> hey, I mean, they got the job done. Right, hey, they don't well, ask how. Exactly. Well, we'll we're uh, we're running a little short on time. I forgot how hard this is going to be, so we'll do two more. But I'll give you guys uh, the other ones. 2011, it was Martin San Louis uh, with Tampa Bay. They lost to sense. Boston. He had 20 points. 2012, again, the leading scorer was actually Giroux, who lost in the second round with 17 points in 10 games. But Brad Richards was the highest scoring conference final sure. loser with the Rangers. In 2013, Malkin and Latang both had 16. 2014, it was Patrick Kane 20. Um, and now we're at 2016. Okay, go for so it. 2016. That was Pittsburgh again against San Jose. Yeah. Um, well, well, this was fun. This you was guys good. still have uh, three strikes for two years. Or sorry, three, three hints, and you got five strikes. Wow. This is incredible. Was it? Thank God I can edit. Oh, I'm thinking. Yeah, um, I think it was Tampa again, wasn't it? I'm just going Tampa Maybe. every time. They've always been to the conference final. They've never been to the final. When was the year that Stamkos got hurt and Drew in went off? Was that that year? Uh, they lost? I don't know. Maybe. It might have been that year. Seems right. Um, and then San Jose. Snow Lewis. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That's what my roommate talked about all the time. We were that close to the cup final. Weird to be a St. Louis fan, Ben. Weird to be a St. Louis fan. Okay. So so St. Louis, San Jose with San Jose winning. And then it was Pittsburgh beating Tampa. That's what we're going with, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I know. No, I feel like wait. it's not Tampa then. No, that's what I was thinking. Never mind. So it was someone on St. Louis, we think? I was thinking Tampa. Okay. Well, we can use a hint. Yeah, I was gonna say. All right, which team was it? Tampa. Okay. Was wasn't that the year where it was like the 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 kids the kid no. line? What was it called? The triplets. The triplets. The triplets. That was 2015 when they went to the final against Chicago. Okay, so there's Drew N because he went off. I don't think Stamkos was there that year. Nope. Or was it the year? Yeah, it was that year. I'm sold. It's one of the triplets or some. 
What about Cooch? How was he that year? I don't know. I don't know if he was that elite back then. Back then? Yeah. You guys still have five strikes for two guesses. Okay, was it... Was he Russian? No, not a hint. We need to guess a player because it's a strike. Oh. So we can either guess Druin or one of the triplets. It would probably be Johnson, no? If it would be one. Hold on, Tampa. Are you looking I have... Okay. There? No, I'm not. This guy's on Tampa. I don't believe you. Dude, I'm literally laying here like my hand, my hands over my eyes right now. I'm getting frustrated because I can't think of it. All right, let's start throwing out some names. Okay, was think, it Drew and? All right, no, who I think it's I think it's TJ. All right, uh, was it Tyler Johnson? No, he was second. Because uh, <sighs> I know he was gross in 2015, and then he went back in 2016 without stammer. He was the highest scoring player in the 2015 playoffs, for the record. But yeah. he was in the he was in the finals, so he didn't he didn't qualify for that. <sighs> I don't know. You guys still got. You guys can still get both answers wrong once and win. Um. Okay. Was it Druan? Nope. Who the hell? Like, could it have been Kucherov? Don't know. I'm stuck. Who else was on the triplet line? A lot. No, he wouldn't do it. Johnson. He tried. He did try. He gave it his B minus effort. I'm gonna say maybe we can narrow down nationality like you did last time, <laughs> but I don't think we can. You well, can do whatever you want. What, what nationality? Why, like, can we ask like what nationality this player was? Sure. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. What nationality was this player? Russian. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is future. All right. Okay. Twenty fifteen. We both. We all know Tampa Chicago final. Who they have to go through? This is the Connor McDavid draft. Yeah, so we know it was Edmonton. Absolutely. Uh, who was it? Oh, right. Uh, um, you guys still got one hint and three strikes, so. This is riveting content for the eight and a half listeners. Uh, I am. I have no idea. Stumped. Uh, was wait, it so L- Chicago, Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel like, wasn't it LA? Like, this was Los Angeles' last run to the, like, a big run? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not confident in that, but I feel like because I'm just going back from the 2010s to the 2015. The what year was it that Lundqvist went ham? Lundqvist was in the final in 2014. Don't, I'm not, I don't know. Don't know. You can use a hint. I don't want to use a hint. Find out one of the teams. Bum, bum, bum. What kind of hint could we use? I figure at this point it'd probably just be best to do yeah. 50-50, ask for one of the conferences, the losers, and uh, see if... Uh, can we uh, hope that it's that you pick the right conference? Can we ask is it, like go ahead. This is gonna sound really dumb. Can we ask like like what color jerseys they have? <laughs> no, just go for it at this point. I, I'm I'm stumped on twenty fifteen. What color of who? Like we can't ask you like what color jerseys did this player play for? Um, I I mean sure. Yeah, that's a really. Really weird question, Paul, but uh, I suppose the answer is orange and black. Orange and black. Yeah. Luckily, you got orange and black in both conferences, so. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> was it Philly? No. No, I think once they had their run against Chicago, they were kind of. That was a. Uh... They had fun against Pittsburgh Who two else? years later. What? They had fun against Pittsburgh two years later. Oh. Uh, not, Edmund- not Edmonton, I can tell you that. No. I'm just thinking it was orange because that's a distinct color. 
Oh, Anaheim? Ooh. Uh, maybe, honestly, I don't even know, but probably. I don't think it was the Flyers because I think I would remember some success. Right. I guess not. Anaheim kind of makes sense because they were, they beat Edmonton. Like they were kind of good then. Okay, sure. Go with, go with Anaheim. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I thought it was Los Angeles. So I have no idea. Well, they don't have no orange. Yeah. So well, there you go. Um, okay. So it's you got three strikes left or we have three strikes. You got three strikes left. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. You got three tries. Go for so it. it's either Getzlav or Perry if it was Anaheim. I don't imagine anybody else would have been. You can just guess. You can ask position. Sky. We don't have any hints left. Oh, damn it. You're just guessing players. Damn it. So we'll have to guess those two. And if we didn't get it, we have one more guess for some obscure-ass player. Adam okay. Henrique. He was definitely not on the Adam team. Henrique is not correct. That's a strike. Uh, No. I'm counting it just because, yeah, it's definitely one of those two players, so I'll 50-50 it with you guys. Uh, I, I, I believe in Getzlaff more. All right, was it Getzlaff? Ah, darn it. Yay! Yeah. All right, well, was a surprisingly painful trivia that Paul's going to uh, slice and dice so that uh, you guys didn't have to suffer the same way we did. Um, leads <laughs> us to hopefully something that will be a little more competitive, guys. It's a multiple choice. I don't expect you guys to actually know any of the answers, but I just like to watch you guys suffer. Oh, okay. great. Yeah, take your guesses. Um, I will say that you guys actually just did answer one question, and we'll get to that later. B. If Aaron wants to choose B, you can. Just because brick starts with a B doesn't mean you should always pick B, Aaron. All right. These are all conference finals questions. The answer or the questions pertain to between 2010 and 2019, except for one, which is 2020. So, first question. In which year was the conference finals in one side, the first seed versus second seed, and the other side, the seventh seed versus the eighth seed. This is the only time this has happened in the 2010 through 2020 era. A, 2010, B, 2012, C, 2015, and D, 2017. C. Uh, sorry, what were the options? 2010, 2012, 2015, which is C that Aaron picked, and 2017. I'm going to go 2017, whatever that one. D? C and yeah. D. Seventh seed Philadelphia took out eighth seed Montreal to advance to the Stanley Cup final against second seed uh, Chicago, who had knocked out number one seed San Jose. It was 2010. A, you guys suck. I figured Paul would get that one, to be honest. I didn't realize Montreal and Philadelphia were that bad. Well, remember, Phil that was the year Philadelphia got in on a shootout against the Rangers. Should have taken B. I should have realized that because they had Michael Layton in that. B was also wrong, Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, but if you don't know the answer, you just guess B. I thought it was C was the most uh, yeah, common one. Is it? I always go B. Oh, that makes sense oh, for like a lot of tests. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Which team has been to the most final fours between 2010 and 2020? Chicago, Boston, Tampa, or San Jose? I don't even remember what the uh, question Conference was. finals? Yes. Mac, Tampa, you should like C. turn your camera on and post the picture so I can read it. C, Tampa. What was the question? Who's made it to the most conference finals, Paul? Come on. Oh, well, what were the options? Did you listen at all? <laughs> I did, but I don't remember these things. There's too many words coming at me. Chicago, Boston, Tampa, San Jose. I'm surprised. Like, Aaron is... I'm going to say Chicago here. just because. Aaron's up one. It's Tampa. They passed Chicago and San Jose this year. Um, so they're at five. Them two, the other two are at four. Boston's at three. Wait, hold on. Did you say you were surprised I was listening? 
yeah, you literally in another episode, we had to like ream you for not listening. You quite literally weren't paying attention. And admitted it. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three, how many times has a conference finalist been mm-hmm. swept between 2010 and 2019? A, once. B, twice. C, three times. And D, four. C. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. I'm going to go B. Aaron's technique is working. <laughs> C, three times. Chicago <laughs> swept San Jose in 2010. Then Boston swept Pittsburgh in 2013. And Boston swept Carolina in 2019. So Aaron's up 2 nothing here. Guys, who was the only player to score a goal in double overtime or later in the Game 7 of a conference finals? In obvious, these are all within the time frame. A, Patrick Kane. B, Justin Williams. C, Nikita Kucherov. Or D, Chris Kunitz. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go D, because why not? Okay. I'm going A, just because. Patrick Kane did score in an elimination game. That was in game five. It was Chris Kunitz against the Ottawa Senators. Keith, listening to this, cringes as Aaron gets it wrong. But Paul has the lead. Well done, Paul. Proud of you. Thank you. Question number five. What was what was the most statistically probable length of a conference series? So between the 2010s and 2020, whatever, in the period, which or how long would the uh, series usually go? Like, which one happened the most? Four games, five games, six games, or seven games? Five games. Six games. Seven games, actually. I was surprised by that. I feel like we don't really see that many game sevens, though. This is really yeah. conference final. I don't know. There was seven game sevens, five game sixes, five game fives, and only three sweeps, as we established. So no one gets a point there. 2-1 Aaron, still, going into the final three questions. This one's pretty tough. San Jose went to the conference final four times but they only won the conference final once. Who were the three teams they lost to? I'm giving you options. Okay. A, Chicago, Vancouver, and St. Louis. B, Chicago, Los Angeles, and St. Louis. C, Chicago, Chicago again, Los Angeles. Or D, Vancouver, Los Angeles, St. Louis. I can repeat if you want, because I know that was a little bit of a word jumble. A. Okay, that was quick. Paul? C. In 2010, Chicago knocked out San Jose. In 2011, Vancouver knocked out San Jose. And in 2019, St. Louis knocked out San Jose. Aaron extends his lead to three. I didn't even know what the options were for C. I just guessed C because I didn't want you to repeat it. (laughs) You're taking my method. Who is the only player to finish inside the top six in playoff scoring more than once while being eliminated in the conference finals? Okay, fine. A, Martin Saint-Louis, B, Ryan Getzlav, C, Malkin, or D, Couture? B. What was the question? Come on, man. <laughs> I need to hear things over and read them over. Who is the only player to finish inside the top six in playoff scoring more than once while being eliminated in the conference finals? A, Martin Saint-Louis. B, Ryan Getzlav, C, Evgeny Malkin, or D, Logan Couture? Actually, could I change my answer? Yes. D. D, Logan Couture for Aaron. Paul? I'll go B. B, Paul? Yeah. Um, So, remember when we figured out that Getzlav was the highest scoring non-Stanley Cup finalist uh, twice? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that was that was that was the answer, Paul. Yeah, tease it up for 
um, a final question that could result in a tie. Are you guys ready? Make it worth two points so we can go for the win. No, I have a tiebreaker. When is the they only year, when is the only year a player finished first in goals in the playoffs and lost in the conference final? 2016, Joe Pavelski. 2017, Jake Gensel. 2018, Alexander Ovechkin. Or 2019, Logan Couture. B. B, Aaron? Yep. Oh, you're a little robot Well, I can't really pick the same answer as him, so I'll go A. A, Pavelski. Gensel did finish with the most goals in 2017, but he didn't lose in the cup in this in the conference finals. Bum, bum, bum. It was actually Couture, 2019. He's the only one. Well, Aaron wins. Aaron, yay, yay. I gotta be honest here. Like, I was just going with like what sounded the name that sounded right the first time on everything. So I kind of tuned out half the question, but we made it. Neither of you got fifty percent of them, but that's okay because that's what I expected. As long as you guys have fun, which I'm not sure you did. But anyway, that's our episode. Thanks for tuning in. Anything to say, guys? No. No. I really just demoralized them, I guess. Wash what? your hands. Tell someone you love them. All that. Wear a mask because Steve's not here to tell Wash you that. Keith's hands as well. Wash Keith's hands. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Catch us next week as well. Au revoir. Bye. Be sure to check us out at getofftheice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getofftheice.com.